0: Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing.
1: On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf.
2: Hey, good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. i got Pearly with me. Pearly, good morning. What's going on? What's going
3: on? A show 44, baby, of the year, not of the total. What's the total? That's right. Well, 52 and 44. 93. Perfect. That's close. <laughs> That's close. Almost two years. Pretty exciting. Wow. Pretty exciting. Crazy. Yeah. As time flies. The time didn't fly so much the first several weeks, for, just to remind you.
2: No. No, they didn't. And uh, ask me, no, they, they, didn't. didn't they didn't fly through the first no, several sessions. Well, we walked this, out of here and he probably thinking, <laughs> no, this won't take long at all. I might get a sandwich. These guys might be finished by the time we come back. Right. Well, we have formatted the show like a round of golf. Our first segment is called the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by Our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Pro-Am Golf has just hired Dan Kirchhofer as their president. Uh, He is a great friend of mine. It just so happens that uh, now he's working for Pro-Am Golf and running Pro-Am Golf. So if you need anything, call them at 314-781-7775. You can check us out on our social media outlets, Oh boy, Twitter is. This is a lot of Jay Delsing's. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook it's Golf with Jay Delsing, and Jay Delsing Golf Hospitality. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and Pearl is in charge of Instagram. So you're gonna have to guess at that one. Also, want to thank uh, Bob and Kathy Donahue for supporting the show, folks. You need anything on your home? These guys are slammed. They do great professional work and and do it very safely. 2132 Okay. Love the show we have today with Nick Ragone. He's the Senior Vice President and Chief Communications and Marketing Officer with Ascension. Rockstar with Ascension. Because what they did has never been done in the history of the PGA Tour during a pandemic. So we're going we're gonna to get you uh, all uh, teed up on that. We're going to talk a little bit about Bryson and his uh, prep for Augusta. We got a bunch of funny things. And we're also going to talk about, don't say it, Pearly, the yips.
3: Yeah, you can. You think it's funny? You can talk about the yips, <laughs> but us that have some yips, like in different places, like we can talk about yep, it. It's, yep. It runs a little deeper than uh, the, yep. than some think it's funny.
2: Right. Okay. So let's just get right into. Bryson DeChambeau had a record-setting week last week. Not playing the Zozo Open. Not playing on the PGA Tour at home in Dallas. He hit a drive. First of all, the ball speed hit two hundred and eleven. Miles
3: per hour. You smashed it. What was your ball speed about?
2: We didn't do ball speeds too much. I'd say the most I can remember my ball speed being about 170, 180. Wow. And that's when I was killing it. Wow. He got to 211. You know how far his ball carried in the air? 403 yards.
3: Where will it stop? I know. Okay, so let me ask you this. Well, wait a second. What was it? Doesn't didn't you tell me he's got some routine that he's it's got over kind of, a thousand. He's making over a thousand
2: driver swings a day to try to increase his strength, his stamina, and his uh, just about the kind of same sort of stuff you and I used to do back in the day.
3: You know, he can go out there and win that uh, long drive contest they always have in Vegas, sometimes out, out of Mesquite. Well, here's my question: Can you still? Judge how far that 110-yard middle wedge cut shot that you knocked down is going to go after you've done that. Let's just go back to Wingfoot. I think he can. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, I think he can. Let me ask Run you this. My point is, you know, yep. he will get questioned yep. again. Oh, I know. We got to, we got to just take whatever we talk about him. We need to always say meat. We just need you to do little drops of. Uh, uh, what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Oh, our our golf our golf channel guy. This sounds like a great Brandle? idea, Randall. we we got to have little drops of Randall, interjecting how that weight's going to ruin his game. Yeah, it's going to screw up his game. It's it's swinging gonna that hard's be- going to screw his game. Those kinds of things. So, so sorry. There's, there's that's a, a little. That's <laughs> yeah. a, I just turned wow. sixty, so that, that's yeah. get used to that. You can cut that out, though. We I, I know you can, <laughs> but we won't. <laughs>
2: hey, um, so let me ask you this. Read a bunch of stuff this past week. A lot of guys are saying um, the golf pundits are saying this degree of length, strength, power is taking away the skill of the game. Yeah or nay? Absolutely nay. That's you still got to you still got to get it in in play. Let me ask you this: So if you're going to hit a drive 400 yards long and you're three degrees off on a 400 yard drive, how much far more? in the bushes is it going then
3: if you're three degrees, degrees off and you're hitting at say 280 you're yeah. in the rough if you're hitting it 320 you're in the trees if you're hitting it 401 or whatever you said off it's in the pool off, it's off in the guy's it's pool. In the pool that's exactly okay. what it is from the pool you can't make power No, you, cannot know you make can't par. make power from the nope. pool
2: nope you can't so he's also messing around with a 48 inch driver and some other stuff philly mick put a 47 and a half inch driver so, in so
3: explain to me again and so your listeners how long can the driver be? 48
2: is the longest the shaft of the driver can be. Now, why be.
3: is that? What's the rule for that?
2: That's just the USGA jumped in a while back and determined that's, I don't know why.
3: Okay. I, I would like why. to hear a description of why that is because here's, here's my reasoning you and I are six foot three, something, something. Yeah. It might not matter that much. We got long arms. What about these little guys? They got like little arms. They're little short guys. Yeah. And they, why do they only get a, a 48 inch driver? I think if you're like five foot five and you want a 52 inch driver, <laughs> just to be fair, compared to the six foot three guys, in the long arms, I think you should have one. You're only saying that though because a guy that's
2: five foot five can't swing a fifty. Well, inch he can driver. try it. I'd love to see it. It's <laughs> going to corkscrew
3: him. It's going corkscrew right into the ground for so right. Philly Mick. And again, yeah. I know we love Philly Mick. So Philly Mick can't hit a fairway now with what drive? What length drivers are using?
2: He had a forty-seven and a half inch driver. At Zozo finished dead last in driving uh, strokes gained off the tee or towards the very end at minus eight strokes, and did hit the second long and hit about 59% of his fairways, but did hit the
3: second-longest driver of the week at 355 yards. So you're making my point. Right. Um, My point is, if he had a 46-inch driver and wasn't hitting the fairways, he's going to move to a 47 half incher and now he's going to hit the fairways? No. He doesn't care about hitting fairways, bro. No, but it's just like you and I I talked. If it's three degrees off, you can't hit him. I I don't think that part
2: of this is mattering. that
3: That it's in the pool?
2: Right. I mean especially now, after why, I while, cuz bro we're talking about Augusta where we've got some you we've got, got room. some area, He's got room you know so, he, so there you this go this is He's Augusta a Prep, spot He's which is really spot. interesting because he probably you know he won his second champions event in a row and uh and then went out to Zozo and that course is nothing like uh Augusta right. National and and uh, uh but he did play there at no-cut event. he probably picked up you know 80 to 100 grand for finishing you know dead last and uh that's did, he, did,
3: he need, did he need the extra 80 or 100 grams? He may not have. I probably would he not. not. He'd probably
2: not have. But, um, all right, so I got a, I got a couple of emails, and we're going to start this. We'll have to finish it on the uh, Michelob Ultra 19th hole. But we are going to talk about the Yips. We are going to talk about. It. I've had them now. What brought you? Oh, you brought them.
3: it up because people. I talked
2: to. I talk to peeps when I see them, and they tell me. Uh, I had a buddy say, "Man, I love the show. I love that interview." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." What would you like to hear more? of? He goes, "Can you talk about the yips?" And I'm like, "What do you want to know?" He goes, "Just talk about it. What you know about it?" I've had them with my putting, and I'm, I, I've got a. A method that I can use, you know, I took, he started moving uh, the fulcrum and stuff away as much feel from you his fingertips and, just... and moving it up into his bigger muscles, oh, yeah. which is so
3: understandable, helpful. but he's still going to yip it. He's up putting with a hoop. That's what he said. So I think the yips should go under the same thing as the S word, the shank. I don't think they should really be, said. so we need to just call it. Something else. The shank? The shanky yippies? <laughs> what do you mean? So we can't call it the yips? Because it's well, too... Uh, why, why, why is everybody, everybody so yip? afraid to say shank for that same reason? You don't oh. want to talk about yips. And yips are worse than a shank. Because a shank's going to happen like once or twice and once in a while. Yeah. Once you get that yip thing, that's that's like, woof. Yeah. That's... Yeah. that's
2: yeah. Maybe we'll... Do you want to rename it? Just yes. for our show?
3: Yes. What should we name it? Oh, no. You got to be oh. kidding me. Can I go fishing? Holy... Yeah.
2: Can we use some four-letter words? Um... But anyway, first of all, you can't get it with any club, putter. Remember Scott Verplank? How Mm -hmm. about when when Chip Beck was missing all those cuts and had the yips with his driver when we were with him in Vancouver? We stood on that one, the 12th or the 13th, and had that pond quite a ways to the right, and he almost hit it to the right, the far side of the pond.
3: He he kind of had the yips in his throughout his game yeah, though, yeah, and it it was what a general. nice guy. And so he when was, I was so
2: nice and still had the yips. And well, he that's was nice why that's while I he went through those. Exactly,
3: yips. I learned being nice has got nothing to do with having the yips because no. he was nonstop yep. nice and he nonstop yep. had the yips. That's right. Well, is that is that what uh, Finchy has? Is, is that is it the? I think I think I think that's what when it the light goes on full, yips because full, apparently he can still shoot 65, yep, 66 we're with talking his about in
2: Baker Finch and I believe that. The, those lessons with Ledbetter years ago, oh, boy, tossed them into the abyss. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, boy. You know what? That's going to do it for the unranged segment. But we and my buddy Joe. Joe, stay tuned for the show. We're going to cover this stuff on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. But right now, we're going to take a break and uh, come back for the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com
0: to enter. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents, 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message to data apply. Always look prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light St. Louis, Missouri.
4: Are you tired of forking out the big money? All those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a surlyn covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just 23.99 for a dozen. That's right, 23.99 and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com plus you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram and check out their entire line of golf products on their website thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it.
2: Let your local farmer's insurance agent Ed Vogelbach put his experience to work for you. At Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan Area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are partners
1: In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcon would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcon is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America.
2: Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of Marcon Distribution employees across the United States who ship millions of next-day critical major appliance parts every single year. They help keep America's kitchen and laundry appliances working for you. Thank you.
4: You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tee to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your
2: neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance and other hard to figure out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You could also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com.
0: Grab your clubs. We're heading to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic.
2: Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm Jay. Who are you?
3: John, Ready to roll, baby. Yeah,
2: Pearlie's with me. We're at the uh, back nine. We got Brad Barnes. Mead is taking care of us here at the ESPN Studios. And uh, the front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. And uh, speaking of the Ascension Charity Classic, right after we talk about our friends Whitmore, we're going to jump in with Nick Ragone. Perfect. um, Whitmore is doing just great things. They're um, 90 holes of golf. With this membership at Whitmore, there's 36 at the actual Whitmore facility. Then you have the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. Card feeds are taken care of, so you're not going to be hit with that. There's no food or beverage minimums. There's no assessments. Uh, 24-hour fitness center. It's getting a little cold for pools, but they have two huge pools over there, tennis courts. But they have a year round social calendar that is banging. There are lots of fun holiday parties and picnics and date nights, lots of live music, kids' clubs. They're doing this stuff safely out there. Pearl, they got a bunch of open patios and deck areas, and so uh, with heaters and, and things like that. Um, one of the things that's really popular at Whitmore as the kids' club. So you can drop your children off, and they can play with other kids. They can go swimming, do whatever activity they want. And you can go play nine. You can go have dinner. You and your girlfriend, spouse, significant other can, uh, what do we say, wine and nine or just wine and wine? Wine and wine. Which is one of our favorites. You can drink some wine and just start whining about something. Yeah. They'll run you right out of there. Anyway, so uh, it's just a family-friendly atmosphere. You've got to stop in the golf shop and see our buddy Bummer. He's the assistant pro out there. Just terrific. Um, and they do a great job. Uh, so Bill Brungart is the membership director, and you can reach him at 636-926-9622. And let's go listen to what Nick Ragone had to say. He is the senior vice president, chief communications and marketing officer with Ascension.
1: Is it his time? Yes!
0: There it is! Can you believe it?
1: Nick Ragone is brought to you by Golden Tea.
2: Well, but since uh, the, uh, lot's happened in the world since <laughs> we were, we were on last, um, I guess first and foremost, I know the listeners have heard me, but talk a little bit about the postponement of the 2020 event and the, the on the, on the bright side, we got to add a, another year to the back end of the contract.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, it's been a, an extraordinary year, obviously, for the entire world. It's been almost a year to the date. So we had our press conference at Norwood, which uh, you were nice enough to attend, October 8th of last year. So it's almost a year. And uh, we got off to a great start. You know, the first four or five months, ticket sales were through the roof, sponsorships, proams. Uh It was just we had a great uh, a ton of momentum, obviously, in early March COVID hit. And uh, we suspended kind of all the outreach and, and, and monitored the situation closely with the PGA Tour with the state of Missouri, with the St. Louis County Department of Health. Um, us Ascension being one of the largest health systems in the world and we've treated uh, as many or more COVID patients than any other health system in the country. Uh, we, we were really focused on you know, taking care of our patients, taking care of our associates. And as the summer wore on and, and we were sort of seeing a second surge here in St. Louis and in some of our markets uh, working with the tour and the St. Louis County Department of Health, we decided the best, the, the, the most prudent thing to do for this year would be to cancel the event and move our contract forward. So we still have a four-year commitment, hopefully much longer than that, starting in 2021. And, well, you know, look, I'm personally disappointed. I know the community's disappointed that we're not playing professional golf this year. It was the right call. And we are already building momentum for next year. We uh, we had a, a nice little event last week with some of the legends of the game, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And, um, you know, here's what's amazing, Jay, and I know you already know this, but your listeners should know, during the height of COVID, as we were sort of going through that as a country, Emerson still came on as the presenting sponsor, which tells you everything you need to know about their commitment to North County, to charity, to giving back and creating opportunity, and worldwide as well. And so both of those companies are just extraordinary companies. They're great corporate partners. They're great citizens of this community. And so we feel blessed that we already have the foundations for an extraordinary event. And uh, we were even able last week to donate $225,000 to our three charities, Mary Grove, the Urban League, and Boys and Girls Club, without ever playing a shot. And I think in the history of the PGA Tour, that's never happened before, where that much money was given to charity before a tournament ever started. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that.
2: Nick, you should be. I'm pretty proud just to be associated you know, with, with you guys in the city, because I called the tour and said, has anything like this ever happened in like, we don't think so. It's not anything that, you know, so they did some research and called me back and said, we have no record of anybody not running an event, but still making such a sizable donation to the, to the community.
5: Well, it sets a good precedent for this tournament. It sets a high bar too. I was joking with the commissioner that uh, that's, that's what St. Louis is all about, right? I mean, you know that. You're a lifelong resident. That's what this community is about. That's that was the vision for the tournament, right? It was about it was about giving back first and great golf second in that order. And so I'm I'm, at, I'm very pleased and I'm disappointed we didn't play. I'm pleased we're giving that much money out, uh, but not really that surprised. And again, I think about Emerson and I think about worldwide, and there are many other great partners. And and now over the next year, we're going to focus on all the other major companies that are pillars in this area to make sure that uh, we're bringing something that is going to create. I call it a tentpole event. You know that other. Other companies can build around, whether it's annual sporting events or other economic and charitable development in North County. And so, uh, you know, we have a four-year commitment, but I hope it runs 20, 30, 40 years, right? I hope this is something that becomes an, an economic and charitable powerhouse for our region and also showcases off, you know, Norwood, which is an amazing course, and North County. And, you know, as a region, we're only as strong as all of our component parts, and so we need to be very strong.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Amen to all that. So, Nick, let's talk a little bit about the event that we had at Norwood. Kind of um, just as a thank you to the folks that, you know, you talked about Emerson, you talked about worldwide. There's been conversations throughout the entire community and a lot of people, you know, just kind of confusion and and not really sure uh, what their economic world was going to look like. So we had this really cool event on October 1st out of Norwood, and it was capped off with one of the neatest things I've been a part of. You guys had, well, you have a new uh, uh, PGA Tour Champions ambassador, Billy Andrade, who will do a great job for us. We had Danny Mack, uh, who's just absolutely terrific, and he is singing the same song as we are, so he hosted the event. And then we had a Zoom call with Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin, and how cool was that part of the evening?
5: You know, I, I've I've uh, I've been privileged, and I know you have to be around a lot of cool sports moments. Obviously, you inside the ropes, me outside watching. But uh, that that was one for the memory books. And it, having uh, Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin together—three true legends of the game—and still giving back, even though we didn't have a tournament, but sort of entertaining us and reminiscing and talking about their history in golf, talk about St. Louis golf, and and really for you know for as a thank you for all the the many, many uh, community leaders and partners over the last year that have really put a lot into making this a special event. And just to hear Jack Nichols and Tom Watson reminisce about the British Open, uh, you know, the duel in the sun at Turnberry in 77, and then talk about U.S. Open in 82 at uh, Pebble Beach, where Watson again nipped Jack at the end. Hale Irwin talked about his U.S. Opens, including Wingfoot. It was just, it was really, uh, it was wonderful. And so all three of them are committed to the tournament. You know, Tom obviously has a connection in Norwood, having met his famed caddy, Bruce Edwards, there in 1973, Hale being from this area. And, of course, you know, Jack Nicholas supports the Champions Tour. He understands how important new events are. He has fond memories of Bel Reeve going back to 65. And so we're hoping to have uh, Jack play next year in our Legends Challenge. And we're hoping Tom and Hale are in the full field. I think both of them may very well as you know, you probably saw yesterday uh, we had a, another Ernie Els win on the Champions Tour. Fjork's won twice. Er- Ernie Els has won twice. Uh, Phil Mickelson has won, and he's playing again in two weeks. So the Champions Tour is looking really good right now.
2: Oh, my gosh, Nick. When I th- th- think when you start thinking about the field that it looks like we're going to have next year at Norwood with, first of all, the legends, you know, Tom Watson and Hale Irwin, then you start looking about the younger 50-year-old set with Ernie and uh, oh, Padre Harrington will be fifty and, and or is already fifty, and he'll probably be playing. And then yeah, you get Mike F- Weir. Yeah, no, Mike this, Weir. Jim this F- is a
5: record. This is a great rookie class, and and the fact that Phil has come out, played in Missouri, and won in his first outing. He's playing again in Virginia in two weeks. And Furick won his first two starts. Ernie Els has had a renaissance. You have Mike Weir, pa- Padre Harrington. Uh, you know, in a couple of years, Stuart Sink and David Duval and others, but. The field, you know, we're going to work really, really hard. I know a lot of people are working really hard to make sure that we have an elite field, and and we know we will. Again, the tour, this is a priority for them, a priority market, uh, being in St. Louis, and especially an inaugural event, and so having a combination of those great, you know, quote unquote rookies and some of the legends of the game, I think we're really well poised to have a fantastic first event.
2: I th- oh, I think so too. And Nick, you were talking a little bit about um, what is proposed for next year with Jack um, actually going to be here. Can we, can we talk a little bit about that?
5: We can. I mean, we've been, uh, we've had, you know, Jack was supposed to be here this year playing on a, on the Saturday in the final second to last group that, you know, the, cha- the PGA tour champions, it's uh, one of the fun things, as you know about that tour is that they can do some creative things that the PGA tour can't. So, one of the things on the Saturday, you know, right behind the leaders, we were going to have, uh, you know, the legends play, Jack and either Tom and Hale Irwin, although they might be in the full field, but certainly have Mr. Nicholas. And, you know, it might be one of his few last competitive rounds in the area. We don't know. And so we're, we're, we, we think he'll be committed again for next year. And so we're going to work towards that. And we, we want to give the fans something really, really special in addition to uh, to great golf. And, you know, the Champions Tour is a lot of fun. You've you played in those programs before on the pro side, but as an amateur, you know, playing in a pro-am on the Champions Tour is about as cool as it gets because uh, the players are relaxed. They're giving you playing tips. They're talking to you. They're telling you stories about their playing days. You know, they're not grinding to make cuts. They'll have guaranteed uh, cut cut uh, payday. And so it's as much fun as you can have on a golf course. And so we're going to have two full days of pro-ams as well, which will make it really, really, uh, I think will be the highlight of everything to be honest.
2: Oh, Nick, I, I foresee those things going like hotcakes, man. I mean, what you said is so true where you're going to get to play with these guys and you'll be amazed at how well they still play and the fact that their guard is down. You know, they've they've accomplished the things that they've accomplished on the regular tour, and now they're out, you know, having fun.
5: I got to play with Paul McGinley at, at the Dicks two years ago, and, I, you know, it was four and a half hours of hearing stories about the Ryder Cup and Seve and Nick Faldo, and it was just, it was unbelievable. And I, I played again last year with Fran Quinn, who's, you know, a career journeyman. I'm, I know you know Fran. And again, heard, heard some of the most amazing stories, got some good playing tips. And I just think the pro-ams are so much fun, and and uh, w- we're going to have a couple days of that, and we might even have a, a celebrity pro-am with some of the ex-cards you know, cards greats and blues greats and others, including... Uh, you know, other, other celebrities from the area. And so the beauty of Norwood is it's such a big piece of property. You can accommodate, you could do a lot of things that most courses couldn't do because there's a lot of space and you get the 36 holes and a lot of property to do the hospitality and entertaining. And so uh, we're, we're just really, really excited.
2: I, I took a couple of folks over uh, Nick for that October 1st event and they hadn't been in Norwood a while in a while. And they were almost amazed at how gorgeous it, it was. And I said, guys, when's the last time you've been here? And they said, oh, I don't know, it's been 10 or 12 years, but these trees, the setting, the clubhouse has been redone. And then the the, the shape of the golf course was just impeccable.
5: The gore, I mean, the, the course was unbelievable. I got to play a few holes with Billy, and he said, Billy Andrade, he said, this is going to be a tough test of golf. I mean, it it is a, a classic course. Uh, it You know, the greens are amazing. The condition was amazing. He thinks the pros are going to love it. And, you know, none of them have really seen it. So, Billy's been out here a few times, but I bet over the next year, you're going to see some visits by some of the elite players to check it out because this is a and a great event. They all want to win, and I think, you know, if I was one of those tour players, I would get some of the, the great, you know, single-digit handicappers out there to caddy for them because Norwood has more, you know, uh, single-digit handicaps than anywhere in St. Louis. And so my guess is some of them will be in demand as caddies.
2: Oh, Nick, for sure. I already had um, um, one fellow ask me to um... – to try to hook him up with one of his favorite guys, Rich Beam is uh, is just turning fifty, and so I made that connection. Oh, but, the Beamer, that's right. Oh, yeah, he'll be Beamer a be he's a, he's he's a great guy and a lot of fun to Former play with. Former PGA
5: champion, yeah, and he's entertaining. He's great on TV too. I mean, he'll be a character out there. There's going to be a lot of good characters.
2: Oh, they're, they're fact, sure. Beam,
5: somebody he's he's somebody you want to play in the pro am with. You know, he hasn't been competitive for a while, but I bet you being in a pro am with Beam is a lot of fun.
2: Oh yeah, and he wrote that book. I think he wrote Bud. Sweat and Tease—I think is the name of his his book—and <laughs> if you know him a little, like I know you do, that's pretty appropriate. All right. So, Nick, last thing—I I, I can't get off this chat with you without talking about charity. The fact that you guys, Ascension, donated two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to these three North County charities on a year when the event doesn't even go speaks volumes about your company, but you and your wife are part of the community. You've, you've been here now for almost seven years and this stuff, it's not only a company thing, it's a personal thing, isn't it?
5: Well, I appreciate that, Jay. It it absolutely is. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for bringing up my wife. She, you know, my wife Tien sits on the board of Mary Grove and very passionate about that. We do fundraising. I do personally for, uh, you know, boys and girls club for the urban league uh, for first Uh, I started a chess program in Ferguson. Um, you know, and I just think it's really important. St. Louis is a special place. You know, I wasn't born here. I was born on the East coast. I've been here for seven years. Um, but you know, sometimes you fall in love with something when you choose to be there. I wasn't born to St. Louis. I chose to be here and I never want to leave. You know, our family, we have two teenage kids who are in high school here and we plan on staying here and retiring here, you know, and I, I, st Louis has opened itself up to me and my family and so the least we could do is is give back and that's what we're doing and I think through the charity classic we're going to have a vehicle uh, that is going to really really you know it's going to grow and get better every year and it's going to be a, a pillar for the charities that it benefits and I'm also you know now doing fundraising for the United way which is a lot of fun too I just want to plug that their campaigns going on right now so if you're a donor employee in the area and you want to give please go to the United way but St. Louis is a special place, Jay. You've known that because you've lived here your whole life. You know, I tell all my friends back east, and they always say, when are you going to come back to New York or D.C.? And I say, never. I love it in St. Louis.
2: Boy, they never thought they'd ever hear, hear you say that. That's Nick Ragone. He is the Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for Ascension and one of the driving forces of this ACC tournament. Nick, man, thanks. First of all, thanks again for this tournament at Norwood. Thanks for jumping on with us, and thanks for all you do for the community.
5: Thank you, and if anyone wants more information on tickets, programs, sponsorships, go to AscensionCharityClassic.com, and I look forward to seeing you out there, but hopefully before the end of the year. i got to work on my game a little bit. I hope I hope yours is a, it, it better shaped than mine.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, well, you know what? I, I'll be honest. When we had to pull the plug, I was really sad, and I took a big swoon in my game because I was kind of trying to get it to crescendo, you know, at the right time, and so right, we'll, right. Uh, we'll, we'll be ready.
5: Yeah, you have another year to get it in shape. Yep.
2: Thank God. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the Nick Ragone interview and the front nine. Uh, don't go anywhere. We are going to break this thing down on the back nine. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Golf with Jay Delsing. Here, oh, right, let me start it.
1: <laughs> are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to
0: enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. Residence 21+. plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rate may apply. Avoid
2: prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.D. Michelob Ultra Life. St. Louis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs, maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes? Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314 781 Seven 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 five, and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years. So you take that knowledge along with their state of the art equipment and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at proamgolfusa.com.
4: USA mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's.
2: Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, Available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf. A gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622.
0: We're halfway there. It's time for the back nine on golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The back nine is brought to you by Vogelbach agency with farmers insurance.
2: Hey, welcome back. This is golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and uh, I'm Jay. John is with me and we are going to the back nine. It's brought to you by the Vogelbach agency with farmers. Uh, Folks, if you need anything, any sort of insurance product, Ed Vogelbach is a great guy. He's got nine children. Two or three of them work at this agency. You can reach out to them at 314-398-0101. They will help you with any sort of insurance product that you need. All right, so Pearl, Nick Ragone, Ascension, they took this thing to an entirely different level not long ago. So We got wiped out. 2020's event got kapowed. They took it, put that year on the back end of their contract, so there's still a minimum of four years of this thing, right? And what do they do? They get into their pocket in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of losing over a billion dollars this year on the, the company's bottom line, and they donate seventy five thousand dollars to the charities. It's the Boys and Girls Club, the um, the Urban League, and Marygrove. It's it's never happened in the history of the PGA Tour when the the tournaments are the engines that 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 run this this charitable thing. I right? love that
3: you called the PGA just to kind of check it out and see if there's any you know comparable things. Whether it was a storm or Earthquakes yes, or whatever the right. case is, and and came up with uh, with that clarity. It's it, it, it's it's cool. This tournament, in in a strange way, is building a lore about itself, and it hasn't even started yet.
2: Well, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. It's. Um, <laughs> we also had. They also just happened to have three guys sitting around that night named Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin that stayed around and talked on a Zoom chat for their special guests for, I don't know, somewhere between 25 and 40. I was captivated. I don't know how long it was, but it was just wonderful. It was wonderful. Let me tell you something that was interesting about that night, besides all of this stuff that was pretty evident to me. So Nick had this thing set up so that they could get... People, families, children, you know, boys and girls, whomever, to write in and ask these hall of famers questions. So this thirteen-year-old boy writes in and says, "I want to play in the PGA Tour. What should I be doing now at thirteen
3: to get me ready for the PGA Tour?" What do
2: you think they said?
3: Wow! What, the, what the, get, get good instruction, uh, learn how to bomb it. I don't. I don't know what would they say.
2: Play other sports as well as golf. Love that. Don't only spe- uh, uh, specialize in golf. And and then Tom Watson did throw in something near and dear to our heart. He said, uh, work hard a short game every day. Well, that's, yeah. that's
3: one thing I was going to throw in there. But it's yeah. interesting. I've, I've got a couple of young grandkids, and to try to explain to my daughter that there should be more diversity and that they shouldn't be playing soccer every single day for yep. 10, 15 years, yep. the parents don't seem to buy into it. Nope. Somebody's got them brainwashed that they need to do one thing all the time and that's the right thing to do. And you and I just disagree with that.
2: Yeah, no, it's not the way I mean uh, It's
3: great to hear the legends say, you know, right. get a rounded yep. rounded athletic career.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, just with, you know, my daughter Brennan, who played volleyball for years and years, played D1, got a scholarship, all this nice stuff. And to see her tearing up her knee, and at one point in time on that volleyball team, nine girls were having knee surgeries.
3: Yeah, that's a problem. And that's, that's
2: what the, doc, the surgeon told me when I ta- spoke with him. He's like, this is just overuse, man. These guys have been doing the same thing too long. At too an uh, early age, you know, when their bodies really aren't developed, that can that's, kind of handle it. That's not cool. Yeah, but anyway, there was it was a neat interactive event because you could you know talk to Jack and uh, listening to Jack and Tom talk about Turnberry and the, the duel in the was it the duel in the sun? I think so. Yeah, and uh, do those just, guys?
3: When I was listening to some of of your your interview, are those guys? Do they like reminiscing? Because they've had to have told that story 200 times at this point. Uh, how do you see question? that? How do you see do that? Do
2: they like it? Hmm. I'm going to say it's a pair of sixes, if we're okay. being completely honest. Sure, sure. I'm going to say it's a pair of sixes. I think, um, d- does it get kind of...
3: Sometimes I bet.
2: Yeah. Where, where, where they're just like, my gosh, this is just crazy. But to listen to Jack. So Jack's 80. You know, Jack's going to be playing here in St. Louis next That's year. That's awesome, and it's just unbelievable. But on that, on we, that
3: storytelling, you know, you and I tell stories on this radio show, and according to me, we tell some of the same stories. We don't think they're the same stories, but they're some of the same stories. Meat. But but we <laughs> but we enjoy telling the stories each time, and I think one reason that we enjoy is because they keep changing a little bit.
2: Well, you've (laughs) got to keep it interesting. And what's the, what's the old adage, bro? Never let the facts get in the way of telling a really good story. That's the theme of our show.
3: That's what we have to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think given the situation and when people are feeding off it, I'm with you pair of sixes, but I bet most of the time, they're kind of liking it, and if they didn't like it, they wouldn't be. T- they would be turning down some of these. Here's, interviews. A,
2: here's a cool thing. Do you remember? Well, of course you remember because you're you're almost like a golf historian in the way you love oh the game and watch. That. Don't I'm hold that, me to that. We're not holding you to any sort of specific answer. <laughs> remember you. when Tom Watson won the U.S. Open at Pebble? No, yep. of course you do. And do you remember that on eighteen he didn't lay up? Eighteen at the par five yeah. around. Yeah, the sure. Pacific Ocean. I remember eighteen at Pebble. He did not lay up. Close to that uh, green and that bunker because earlier in the day he had laid the sod over a wedge and didn't want to have that negative thought in it so he laid back to a nine iron hit it up there about ten or twelve feet above the hole made one hell of a putt when he's walking off the 18th green Jack Nicklaus is back there and he, geez, he said Jack in a real friendly way grabbed him by the shoulders and you. Said you did it to me again, you little <laughs> son of a! You know, and um, to hear those guys retell that story—that's awesome. I, I didn't mean, know Jack priceless. did those kind of things. I didn't know he
3: did those kind of things. I know that is,
2: well, no, you know, those are the behind-the-scenes sort of things. To hear those guys—they show
3: the behind-the-scenes like all the time now. When Ricky's waiting for so and so to finish, and so and sos waiting for somebody else to finish the tournament and congratulate him. Back in the day, no, they didn't—they didn't show. I just so I assume those guys are long gone down the road or something. But it's cool to hear some of these stories.
2: Yeah, it really is, and and I think there's probably. Weren't as many cameras around and stuff. Pearl. Oh, I mean, there definitely wasn't. Obviously, every, you know, yeah. and guy, you know, who needs a camera if you got your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, you we can got just more cameras it. than we know we, we have when we, we, we need. Or anything need else. More. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, um, the the bottom line is, you know, we've got this company Ascension. They've almost been like a uh, kind of sleepy in St. Louis because we don't, uh, up until the tournament, they really don't have any business here. Their headquarters are here, and um, and they've done charitable things like crazy for the, uh, for the community. It's just never been noticed before. And now it's uh, we're shining a little more light on it. And And I got to tell you this Ragon guy he and his wife is on one of the board of uh, these charities. I think it's Mary Grove. He, he's also on the board of the First Tee. He's also created a chess program for some, some awesome. schools. This is, uh, I, I said to him at one point I go this is personal isn't it? And he says he absolutely loves St. Louis. You know, these guys, they're from New Jersey, and these guys from Jersey will say, when are you moving back? And he's like, we're not. Yeah. And uh, that's only to our, our benefit. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's uh, that's terrific. Well, that's going to wrap up the back nine. So we've got the 19th hole coming up. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to Go with Jay Delsing.
1: In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcon would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America.
2: Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Sean Young and the entire Marcone Information Technology Team, for zero web failures this past year. That's right, zero web failures, meaning zero frustration for Marcon's valued customers. Great job, everyone. You've seen it and played it in bars
4: over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tee to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit
2: home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers <laughs> USA
4: Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's.
2: For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs, from top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet, as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, And things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314 781 7775 or find us at proamgolfusa.com.
0: Grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra.
2: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here, and we're going to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Uh, so, Pearl, grab a cold one. and
3: um, Another cold one?
2: Grab another cold one, and let's do this. Hey, um, one of the things we don't mention very often, folks, and we want to start is that if you ever want to go back and listen to any of uh, our old um, shows, which you might want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, we hope. Anyway... Um, Go to jdelsongolf. dot com, and they're all archived there, so you can listen to Bob Costas, uh, Bill DeWitt, Jim Nance, a couple of times, David Faraday. We got a lot you of got guys the Who's on there. Who. I've had a couple yeah. of friends
3: do that, which I'll tell you surprised me, and then they start talking about the interviews and the things these guys said they're a lot of fun yep. It's 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 cool yep. stuff it's kind of fun to listen to it for a second time you miss some things on the first time
2: all right so bro this is the yips we're going to go the we're going to donate the entire or dedicate the entire we're going to donate the yips to someone else uh, that's fine with them. me
3: who's ever looking for it, what if, if you're not looking for Yeah, him?
2: and we're and we're going to dedicate this whole uh Michael ultra 19th hole to the yips so um my thing with with the yips and putting. I'm a firm believer in your aim is the general cause of the yips.
3: Contributes.
2: It starts it.
3: Contributes The to
2: mind it. goes absolutely haywire afterwards.
3: I think it's a big piece of it. Yep. I don't disagree.
2: Yep. Because when you're a kid and you can aim a little left of the hole and you have this little opening right at impact, it doesn't mean anything to you. You don't even know what's going on. You don't even care. But as we get adults and we want control... Control the ifs is all. Some of us are born with that with that with that control. screw. The one's control. Yeah, and and um, so um, that's that is absolutely the deal. For me. For, and, and once your brain starts going crazy, do you remember when we were in college? And uh, you, I, think I, know, go, I think I know who you're going to talk about. We would go to the Dodger game, you guys. Oh, and okay, no, this is the story. The, the, the Dodgers had oh. a rookie second baseman named Steve Sachs who wound up having um, nearly a Hall of Fame career. He went as an all star without question and made an ungodly amounts of money, but had a spell. Of the yips, throwing from second to first, which is all of about thirty-five, forty feet for the most part, and and the fans in L.A. to their credit were so sympathetic, up and down the first baseline, they'd have bullseyes <laughs> and signs, throw it over here, Steve, you know, and and all that stuff, which I'm sure really helped him, it made him feel feel and, better. And
3: like the yips in golf, he wasn't even close. Sometimes no. it's, it's not like the first no. baseman almost got it, no. or he could have dug it out no. of the, out of the dirt. He would have had to be 20 feet off the bag to dig it out of the dirt.
2: Or 75 feet tall. Sometimes he'd throw like a little moon pop over there. And it was, uh, there was also a catcher in Major League Baseball. His name was Mackie Sasser. He was a catcher for the Mets. He had trouble throwing the ball back to the mound. Yet, the year that he struggled, he led the National League in throwing base runners out. It had nothing, so it has nothing to do with throwing. Is well, what my isn't, point is.
3: isn't it? You know baseball so much better than I. But with the Cubs, Lester he can't throw at the first. He, can he? can't throw at the first. He, nope. could, he underhands it on occasion for yep. some reason,
2: right? Which is remarkable that when you don't get on, you just don't steal. You know, you take the big lead and go, but they just don't seem to do that very often. They didn't get up. but now, John, we talked earlier in the show about Chip Beck, another great player on the PGA tour, had the yips with his driver. Scott Verplank. I remember. I
3: remember he missed remember twenty.
2: That. He's either twenty three or twenty six. We missed somewhere in the twenties cuts in a row.
3: That's the first time I had ever heard reference to that. You're yipping your driver. I thought it was always exclusive to the putter, but it's not. It's not.
2: Oh no! I it could go anywhere. It could be any I part of the bag. I played golf with a dear friend, and I'll leave his name off of the show. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and he was chipping one handed with his hybrid. Is this, your Eddie, bro- is, this your brother? is this your brother? No, my brother putts. Remember when Bart called in and he said, you got to help me with my uh, putting? Uh, which part? Uh, the putt from 60 yards <laughs> and in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'll say some of the classics, I can remember a great player, and I don't think he had it until the senior tour, Tom Kite. Oh, yeah. I can 100%. remember a couple times from a foot. He would miss a putt, but what was interesting about the putt he missed I don't remember detecting a a stroke. Yeah, because the putter doesn't really go back. It just kind of gets thrown, the head gets thrown at the ball. Yeah, the the, the toe or the head, something. It's not even like the whole putter blade. Somehow it's like this flicky thing from one side or the other. And from a foot. And here's the thing about the ifs I've had them, I might have them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know well ahead of time, it's coming. Oh, there's no There is no nothing. Now, there's doubt. times where no doubt. you don't feel good about your game. You're not making putts. The whole time you're walking up to the green, you're going like, I don't care how close this is. This is going to be tough to make. But when you've got the yips, I mean, it's just all day long. It's so demoralizing. Just to keep your energy up throughout the round. Is is excruciating, and I agree with you on the alignment and that kind of stuff. And that's that's clearly a part of it. But I've talked to you about this when I try to come back after not having played for a while, in particular, and just play some amateur stuff. So, I is it what is the ifs? Is it just the general nerves of, 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 of your hands shaking? It's the anticipation of you
2: hitting this ball, whether it's the driver, whether it's your your. Uh, uh, wedge, or whether it's your putter, and the, the the basic way to get out of it with your putter also, bro, is to close your eyes. It's a hundred percent. You got to try to close your I'll eyes. I'll tell you what, you because told... then you're not going to be able to see when you're going to hit it. Your hands don't have the problem.
3: I'll tell you what, it was the most liberating. It's kind of a funny liberating. And let me explain. But when you first told me that, don't close my eyes. I was ready for anything because I couldn't take it anymore. I know. Now I can't make a putt with my eyes closed, but I'll tell you what, just the fact that I'm not going to yip, was, I was like, I don't care if I don't make it, if I can walk off the screen, not having to go through, through your, your head, hot? not going, well, you gave me the second one, yeah. not going through the sensation of, right. and the angst and the anxiety oh, yeah. oh, of that, no doubt. No oh doubt. my gosh, oh, it was I just, know. I'm like, I don't care what I made, I didn't have to feel that. However, you will start
2: making them with your no, eyes No, I know you can, you and, will, and, yeah. and I
3: like that, but... Here's another one for me, just because we said it's not just a putter. So I've played a couple different times, and you know, a little competition here or there, you know, friendly game, and I have people come up to me after the round, and just in a very kind way, "Hey, John, you know, you're just really quick from the top." And my my response is, "Thanks, that that's nice of you to say that. I know. Yeah, I can't stop. It. I know, exactly. you kind of look at me like, I'm like, yeah, you know how you heard about yipping putters." I get that driver back about belt high, and it's coming down. Oh yeah, and it's already it starting. I don't want it to it's come down mind it that its own.
2: Pearl, how many times have you told me? I mean, when you were caddy for me,
3: hey, you're. Doing, and I'm like, I know, I can't stop it. Yeah. I feel like when we were kids, we could kind of go do what somebody told us to do, and now if you're like, take that thing to parallel, no, I don't, no thanks. I think I might pass out. Yeah, I, I just don't know that it can happen. Right, right. So. Um, I'm telling you, though, with the
2: putter, close your eyes. That's a drill that you work on, and you'd be amazed. You
3: would be amazed. And I I have been, and it was kind of interesting. I'm thinking, well, if I keep them closed ten times and open them one time, will it go away? It doesn't go away. It didn't go away? Maybe it will for a period of time, but I'm thinking, how could it be ten times feeling like good now? I know what that feeling is, and just go from there, and I open them.
2: What about looking at the hole? Have you tried looking at the hole?
3: Like George When?
2: yeah, you, know, you know, keeping your head at the <laughs> know, hole. That's a good yeah. point. I'll try that. No, yeah. I haven't. No, I haven't. Yeah. Hey, listen. One thing that we definitely need to mention. This is a big deal. They are allowing spectators in the, uh, the the tour event in Bermuda this week. This is a big deal. We, man, everybody is. I don't know. I won't speak for everybody. It's this sense of what is a, what is the right amount to open this thing up for people and to try to reclaim our lives and make some sort of get some sort of normalcy when we've got over 220,000 of our fellow Americans have lost their lives in this pandemic and everything but in our world, in this golf world, it's a great start. Well some of the start. football
3: teams are doing it, the yeah. football stadiums, I guess yep. depending state by state, some, some won't allow it. I, I'm I obviously at least for me, I think it's absolutely fantastic I'm thrilled that they're out there uh, you know you've talked a little bit about how some of the players you've kind of dug into how some of the players are feeling the golfers that are out there and there's, there's no fans. It's, it's kind of changed the dynamic and the mojo of, uh, of the tournaments.
2: Yeah, it, it, it absolutely has. And I think that, um, uh, Bermuda is a great place because it's going to be a limited amount of, of yeah. interest down there anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Los Angeles open or a Genesis LA open or something like that where you're going to have a huge city where you could get 40 or 50,000 people in there. So, I mean, if any place that you could socially distance, and I mean, a golf course with you know hundreds of acres ought to be the place.
3: Yep, I would think so. Is yeah. the Masters, what are they doing? Just to shut down, nobody's the, the, out there.
2: Nothing this, nothing this year. Yeah, that's yeah. so
3: exclusive anyway. It almost kind of fits that that whole world. Yeah,
2: it's going to be odd though. It's good. can you imagine the uh, what that's going to look like, Pearl, for the few uh, um, uh, volunteers that are going to get to see? I mean, it's going to be them and the players and the caddies, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, we're going to have the volunteers, the walking scores. We're going to have. I guess there might be some security, although I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, this, there has know, to be for knuckleheads yeah. out
3: there. But uh, yeah, there's so many things about the tournaments coming up, particularly the Masters, because of the different time of year. Uh, we got to talk about that one of these shows. Is just about uh, how interesting that's that's going to be, how how different it's going to be, and I guess to some level, if the weather somehow ends up being odd and extra nice, maybe it won't be all that terribly different. Who knows?
2: So, one one other thing uh, back on the um, yips that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, did you ever have it with your driver?
3: Well, oh, I feel like I have it with my driver now.
2: Do you really? Yeah, yeah. And the last time we played, you drove it great. Yeah, well, it's, it you know, you, I can still make putts when I'm yeah. feeling
3: shaky and that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just uh, uh, not all the time. But, no, when I was younger, I mean, we you'd miss putts and you'd choke or, you know, whatever the case is. But I didn't have them other than that.
2: Yeah, it's – it's um, the worst part of him, is, like you were saying, 100% is the mental uh, anticipation of it.
3: What was that guy at uh, PV that we used to play with all the time, uh, Goofy? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, what a great player he was. Mike Campbell. And how yep. good, how well he would hit the ball, move it all the way around. But same thing, he'd get from a foot. Especially coming down this stretch, oh, everybody's huddled around him. He's oh, yeah. got a 13-incher, you know, and they're throwing extra dollars down in the green. Like, oh, is, is this going to happen? Is he going to make it? Is he going to hit the hole? And he could miss the hole from 13 inches, and too. And then he
2: started putting left-handed and got way
3: better. Yeah, I remember that. I remember way that. And, but it's just amazing. That guy was hitting the ball to somewhere close to a scratch capability and was putting somewhere towards a 30-handicap capability. Right. It's no just doubt. It's mind-boggling. So,
2: John, what I was going after here was – all of these different putting uh, techniques the claw the scissor the uh, the, the the saw the um, and now you 've got Bryson, who has never had the yips, doesn 't want his hands to move at all, so he doesn 't have any variation in the stroke all the without Bryson you know notwithstanding those other methods were all born out of the yips. there 's no question to figure out how to get the right hands to work. Most of them are for right handed golfers are in their bottom hand, they're right handed. So you see all the, those um, grips, um, and they're really to combat that, you know, to get the right hand working uh, correctly. And so, Pearl, I dug into some of the history of, of these putting grips and everything because a lot of people were saying Chris DiMarco created the, mm. you know, and, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. This stuff's been around forever, Pearl. They got people back in the you know, eighteen hundreds, yeah. you know, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out all over it. St. Andrews and trying to figure all this stuff out. And so it's uh,
3: not a new uh, condition. We'll call it. I'll t- so yeah. what? What's the greatest comeback from having the? Yips? Oh, it's
2: one hundred percent Bernard Langer, one hundred for sure. He has had the yips thirty times in his career, and he's won two Masters tournaments. He's won over a hundred and ten tournaments around the world. He is an absolute stud.
3: So it would be interesting. Have you ever read or heard much about how he's kind of conquered that whole beast?
2: Yeah, uh, I've talked to him. Yeah, He's not the sort of guy that's going to re- write a book or anything. Right. He kind of keeps himself. We ought to get him on the show.
3: That would we'll be fantastic because there's a guy that, that had him so bad. a year done, done, done. And then he goes out and plays the senior tour. And he's still out there being remarkably uh, competitive.
2: He absolutely is. That's going to wrap up another show. Bingo. Thanks for joining me, Pearl. Me, thanks so much for pushing the buttons and making us – Getting us on the air, and uh, we appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. We are going to have Frank Cusimano on the show. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis.
0: That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101espn.com as well as at JDelsingGolf.com.